week two of the preseason is in the books. The Niners got their first dub of the preseason over the LA Chargers. We will recap that game and we will also set the table for the Niners Raiders week three preseason matchup in the preseason finale at Levi Stadium. We will look ahead to that game, talk about some headlines, injuries, Garoppolo and Lance, and a lot more. So make sure to keep it locked and stay tuned. And don't forget to give the 49er way a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more 49ers news and analysis. Welcome back, faithful, to the 49 Away podcast. Week 2 of the preseason is officially in the books. The Niners went out to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. It was a sloppy affair, but the Niners came out on top with a 15-10 victory. We will recap that one, and then we will set the table for the Niners' preseason finale as they will take on the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday at Levi Stadium as, of course, it will be the first Battle of the Bay game for the first time since... 2018 that was the last regular season game but this will be the first time the Raiders and Niners are meeting in the preseason in almost a decade the last time they played in the preseason was 2011 obviously that annual preseason game had to get discontinued due to the fans going at it a lot of fighting I think there were some shootings involved and you know a lot of a lot of bad stuff and we know this rivalry can get bloody at times off the football field on the football field it ain't nobody friends in in the battle of the bay game but having said that it's preseason good to have the rivalry back a little bit so we will set the table and we will preview the Niners Raiders preseason finale matchup a little later on in this episode Jay Sohota back at it here Zach Chevy is not with us on this episode he will be back with us next week episode when we will get to the 53-man roster and we'll start looking ahead to the regular season so a lot of great things to look forward to football season's around the corner Niners football's in full swing a lot of good things and you know a little bit of drama a little bit of controversy here and there and we'll get to the Lance and Garoppolo situation of course every week there's a new storyline there we'll get to that in just a little bit but let's start with the Niners and the Chargers matchup this was Honestly, there's nothing about this game that screams fun, exciting, other than maybe Trey Lance. But other than that, there was nothing, nothing, you know, there were no wow factors in this game. It was 15 to 10 at the typical preseason type score. There was 281 total yards for the Niners. Third downs, they were 5 for 15. The Chargers were 2 for 11. They had only had 162 yards total. It was a very sloppy game, only 133 passing yards for the Niners, 109 for the Chargers. As you can see, and the Chargers running game, 53 yards, Niners running game, 148, typical Niners football, even in the preseason, we're going to run the ball. Um, and in terms of penalties, also very preseason-like in pure preseason form, the Niners, 13 penalties for 118 yards and the Chargers not any better 12 penalties for 105 yards so as you can probably tell and if you watch the game you figured out and the Niners also turned the ball over three times as well mind you as well 13 penalties three turnovers yeah sounds like a preseason game to me but having said that Diving inside the numbers from some of the players, and we'll start at the quarterback position as we usually do when we break down the games. Jimmy Garoppolo got the start once again. I thought he was gonna. I thought the plan was he was gonna play more than one possession, but he only ended up playing one possession. It was a long one. 
took the Niners down the field. It was a pretty nice drive at first, you know, the usual dink and dunk offense, but came down to the fact Jimmy G overthrew Brandon Ayuk. It was tipped, well, dropped by Ayuk, slipped through the hands of him. It was an overthrow. It was a mistake on Ayuk and Garoppolo into the hands of Asante Samuel Jr., and that was Garoppolo's night. So there were some positives, ended with a negative, but I'm not going to put too much emphasis on that draft. I thought Jimmy was fine. He had a rip. By the way, if you did not watch this game, I know it's just preseason, but how about Jimmy Garoppolo's legs? This guy dashed up for a 10-yard run. That's right, Jimmy Garoppolo. Actually, he deserves his full name. James Richard Garoppolo rushed for 10 yards and a first down. I didn't know this guy could run more than 5 yards. And you know what's even better? This is literally a miracle. Jimmy G slid. He slid. He didn't take a hit. He didn't run out of bounds and take a hit. He didn't tear his ACL running out of bounds. Jimmy Garoppolo finally learned how to slide after running and picking up a few yards. Finally. It's about time. Maybe if you just did that in the first place, there wouldn't be a Trey Lance. And Jimmy Garoppolo wouldn't be hurt all the time if he didn't play so physical as a quarterback. And I guarantee you Kyle Shanahan was all over him this offseason about you have got to learn to slide because I know it was something that just ticked off all of us. And now I, I and I get it. Jimmy G wants to be the hero, gotta be, you know, the the big physical quarterback, but no, please no. I mean for God's sakes, you tried doing that in week three in 2018 and you blew out your ACL and then you did the same thing last year on a gimpy ankle. Just Jimmy, please if you're going to do something like that, just slide. That's all you got to do. And then you don't have to land on IR. Because this time around, we know the deal. Jimmy, you do anything careless and you get hurt and Trey Lance comes in and he does his thing. That's a wrap on your 9 or 10 year. I hate to say it, but that's the truth. But anyways, I just wanted to, I just completely ruined Jimmy G's moment. My apologies. But back to Garoppolo. God damn, that was a nice 10 yard run. That was something else. To, for me, that was the highlight of the whole first quarter. And honestly, it was looking like that in the first half until Trey Lance came in. So moving on to Lance, Garoppolo ended 3 for 6, 15 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, and that fancy schmancy 10 yards rushing. Um, so again, Garoppolo, a little bit of positives. You know, there's the one interception that was a negative, but again, not taking too much into it. I think both his preseason outings so far have been very... Garoppolo-like, you know, not gonna wow you, but not bad, move the chains, Garoppolo's night's done. Trey Lance, the guy we all want to see, the guy we've been excited to see really all offseason long. Trey Lance, he started off kind of iffy, like you you could tell he needed to shake off some cobwebs here and there, and you know, started off a little, and he threw an interception early. You can tell, and again, it's the same thing last week. You can tell he's really young. He's 20 years old. He's a rookie, and it's going to take him time. But the thing that I liked about Trey Lance is he settled in. He settled in. He settled down, and he finished the night 8 for 14, 102 total yards passing, two touchdown passes, and eight rushing yards. I like it. He found a way. He made throws. I think so far in the preseason, Trent Sherfield seems to be his number one guy. But he found Mo Sanu. He found Travis Benjamin. Trey Lance looked good. I, I got to give the kid credit. I mean, last week, you know, I said, you know, Garoppolo needs to be our guy right now. But Lance, it'll take some time. I still do believe that. But 
it was nice to see, and I know it's just preseason and you're not facing the Chargers, you know, number one guys on defense. And and he did in training camp. He did. He had to go up against those guys. But in the preseason game, he didn't have to go up against Joey Bosa and Derwin James and, you know, all those all those boys up front for, for L.A. But the way that Lance was able to remain poised, shook off the cobwebs, was able to get into things later and then get two scores... I really like that. That's that's something that's really, really important if you want to succeed in the National Football League. You're going to need to do that. You know, it's not about if you come out, you got a bad start to the game. You just got to keep going, keep moving. And that's what Trey Lance did, and he looked good. And we'll talk about Lance and Garoppolo more in a little bit. Moving down the line, Nate Sudfeld finally made his 49ers debut. And I hope this weekend on Sunday against the Raiders is Nate Sudfeld's Second appearance as a Niner and his last. I do not, I've been saying it all offseason long and all over the last few episodes. I want Nate Sudfeld to be in for the preseason and out for the regular season. I want him to be inactive. I don't want him to be active. It just, you know, I don't want Nate Sudfeld, period. He was three for five, 24 yards. But anyways, you know, nice to see him now. Don't want to see him in September or October, just at any time in the regular season, unless it's on the sidelines. Moving on to the running game, enough about the Nate Sudfeld. Moving on to the running game, it was a two-man show. It was Wayne Gallman and Jermichael Hasty. Wayne Gallman had 15 carries for 72 yards, very impressive. And Jermichael Hasty was impressive as well. 19 rushes for 58 yards. He had three catches for 21 yards as well. I gotta say, last week. The running game was a little underwhelming, and of course, it's preseason, so that's fine. And Jermichael Hasty played really well last week against Kansas City, and he followed that up with a pretty good. I don't know. I read an article earlier saying Jermichael Hasty, you know, isn't isn't taking advantage of his opportunities, and he's not looking that great. I don't know what you're watching because what I'm watching is Jermichael Hasty looks good, and he looks a lot better than he did last year. And he comes out and he does a nice job. He's 58 yards on the ground, 21 yards in the air. I thought he did pretty good. And Wayne Gallman was really good. 72 yards on the ground. And this is a big deal because Raheem Mostert apparently blew out his back this week in practice, which is just phenomenal. But again, the thing with Kyle Shanahan every year is the same thing. It's a rotating backfield, always, right? You got Moster, you got Sermon, you got Gallman, Hasty. When Jeff Wilson comes back, he'll be there. And you got Elijah Mitchell, who hasn't had a touch yet, but it seems like they still really like what he's got. So it's a revolving door at running back. And if Mostert's hurt and Sermon's a little dinged up and Wilson's obviously on the on the pup list, Gallman and Hasty could end up getting a lot of carries early on and they look pretty good in preseason. So I'm happy with how they played. On to the receiving corpse, Trent Sherfield again led the team in receptions. I don't know, it could be a battle between him and Sanu for wide receiver three right now. Sherfield two catches for 50 yards. Travis Benjamin got in the end zone, two catches, 24 yards and a touchdown. Richie James, two catches, 16 yards. Kyle Juszczyk got a little bit of action early on, one catch for nine yards. Debo as well also got involved early, one catch for nine yards and then Sanu one catch, five yards, and a touchdown. So the offense the offense looked good for the most part. Again, the turnovers, the drops, that's a problem. That's something that I think we really need to work on in the next few weeks before week one in Detroit. On to the defense. 
overall, I was very happy with the performance. I mean, I know it's just preseason and they're not playing all the studs the Chargers have on offense. But again, they did in training camp and I heard a lot of good things, which I'm really happy about. But they only allowed 109 yards in the passing game, 53 yards on the ground. Fairly happy with that. Contavious Street showed out. Really liked that. Clinton Dix played well in his 49er debut. Drake Greenlaw got some playing time. He was good as well. But I think the story on defense has got to be Demo Lenore. This guy has been a lockdown corner all preseason. And I love it. And I don't think he's going to overtake Emmanuel Mosley at any point. If Mosley's are struggling at some point, maybe. But in terms of like jumping up in the depth chart, I think he's making a pretty good case. If something happens to Verrett or Mosley, knock on wood, nothing does. The way Lenore is playing, he's playing really great ball right now. So I I think he's been the standout of the preseason so far on the defensive side for how well he's played. So that's kind of a wrap on the Niners Chargers preseason opener. Again, not a lot of wow factors, but we will get back to the Garoppolo Lance talk in just a minute. Rounding out the injury report after week two, big, big loss on the defensive side. Maurice Hurst, apparently high ankle sprain. Oh, something us 49er fans are very familiar with from last year. So it seems as if he will miss probably all of September. Not 100% sure, but it's looking like, according to Kyle Shanahan, he just quote unquote said he will miss a handful of time. So he will probably miss all of September and then we'll probably revisit this in October. So that kind of opens up a spot. But the thing is, our defensive line is very, very deep. And that's something that I really like about the job that John Lynch has done this offseason. Is he's been able to make a really deep defensive line, which is what we need. And you're getting Nick Bosa back and D Ford back. So that's helping too. You go out and like we talked about... Mo Hurst and Arden Key in the offseason. Now, obviously, Arden Key is going to be there to start the year. They go on to get Ebucom as well. Kinlaw, DJ Jones, Kevin Givens, Kentavious Street had a big game. You go and get Zach Kerr. This is still a really deep defensive line. So I know the injury to Maurice Hurst, yes, it hurts, but I don't think it will be as big of a loss considering what the Niners have been able to do. So he will be out for the first portion of the season. Good news, Jaquaski Tart is back. He's been missing time with a turf toe injury that he suffered last season against the Packers in Week 9, which forced him to miss the remainder of the season. He was activated off the pup list today. So I think the smart move would be to not play him against Vegas, make sure he gets into game shape. Maybe if you want to throw him in there for a possession, maybe you can. But I would get him ready, ramped up, for week one against Detroit. We know what Joukowsky Tart can do. I would throw him in there. Although, Talanoa Hafunga looks really good. I mean, he got some time with the ones last week. And he's been playing really good. Look at how he's been able to go from a rookie. Jumping all the way to playing aside Jimmy Ward. is pretty amazing. And I've been high on him all offseason long. So, But it's really nice to see Joukowsky Tart back on the field. I'm, I'm really excited about that. Back to the bad news, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, Raheem Mostert injured his back, left practice, do not know the extent on that, should know more when we hop on next week. Jalen Hurd returned to practice, that's a positive, wasn't sure what the injury status was with him, hopefully he gets out there on Sunday, I mean it is, it is a must that 
Jalen Hurd gets playing time on Sunday. This is a guy who we know in 2019 had that really good playoff game against the Dallas Cow- or playoff game, preseason game, my apologies, had that opening preseason game against the Dallas Cowboys, played phenomenal, and I think after that game, we were all looking at each other and saying, wow, Jalen Hurd looks really good, imagine the things that Kyle Shanahan can do with him. Then he ends up hurting his back, misses the next two preseason games, and eventually he missed the entirety of the 2019 season, which the 49ers proceeded to go to the Super Bowl. 2020, Jalen Hurd comes back in camp, everyone's excited about it, and then of course, I believe it was a leg injury, it was an ACL, ankle, something like that, and he missed the entirety of the 2020 season as well. In terms of that, there are a lot of things that can go right, there are a lot of things that can go wrong, but for Jalen Hurd, I mean, it's not looking the greatest right now, because when I look at the wide receiver room, you know Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk are your, are your wide receivers one and two. Mohamed Sanu has had a really good camp, and he got a touchdown on the week, or last weekend against the Chargers, so that puts him in a good spot. Trent Sherfield has been Trey Lance's number one target thus far. He's more than likely going to make the roster. That's four. Richie James, that's our guy on special teams, although he hasn't looked the greatest at wide receiver so far. He's dropped a few balls, so maybe, maybe not, but I would say more than likely, yes. That then puts Jalen Hurd, Travis Benjamin, and Simba Webster fighting for a spot. Travis Benjamin caught a touchdown, so he's on the board. Simba Webster has looked pretty good, not just in terms of being a receiver, but also in the running game and special teams. Simba Webster has shown some positives. Jalen Hurd has not played a game since 2019 of August. That is two It has been over, just over two years since Jalen Hurd has suited up for the 49ers and played a game. It is very important that he comes in and makes somewhat of an impact. It doesn't have to be a massive impact. It could even be a little impact as long as he does something. If he gets a target and he drops a ball or he misses a block or he just doesn't look physically ready, his 49er tenure is over. So I think if there's anyone that needs to have a huge game, and I'm pretty sure we mentioned this last week too, but obviously he didn't play in the game, but now he's back at practice. If he's able to play on Sunday... That is a really, really big opportunity for Jalen Hurd, a guy who everyone, and actually, speaking of which, I completely missed Jawan Jennings, who I thought had a phenomenal first preseason game. He looked really good. So that's six right there. You got Ayuk, Debo, Sanu, Sherfield, Richie James, Jawan Jennings, that's six right there. So Jalen Hurd is behind the eight ball, and I, I said he was a loser after last week's game because of the way Trent Sherfield plays are played and the way that Sanu has has played in camp. So Jawan Jennings and he had a good game as well in the last preseason game. So Jalen Hurd, it's a really big opportunity for him on Sunday. Nick Bosa, our guy. We haven't seen him in a hot minute. He's back at practice. And apparently the first thing he did was he had a sack on Jimmy Garoppolo. I cannot wait to see 97 out there week one at Ford Field in Detroit. I cannot wait. I know the whole fan base cannot wait. I know D'Amico Ryans cannot wait. I know Chris Kasura cannot wait. We all cannot wait to see Nick Bosa back out there because this defense, Fred Warner held down the fort. That guy had an incredible year. He got his bag as deserved. Fred Warner is the the heartbeat or the heart and soul is where I was going there. The heart and soul of this football team. 
But Nick Bosa is just another added dimension. When it's him and Fred Warner running the show, I mean, it's scary. We all saw what that 2019 defense was. And those two, they are... This defense runs when Nick Bosa and Fred Warner are there. They are the engine of this defense. Having Nick Bosa back is going to be massive. I cannot wait for that. Aaron Banks on the offensive line still out with a shoulder injury. And then Trent Williams, who's been out with a knee injury, have not heard the extent. I know Kyle Shanahan said he wants to play the starters on Sunday. I'll get to that in a little bit. I'm not very fond of it, but I'll get to that in a second. So unsure if Trent Williams is going to go on Sunday. I would probably just leave him and give Jalen Moore the extra reps and let Trent Williams sit. We know what he can do and just let him make sure he's fully healthy for week one against Detroit. So that will round out the injuries. Of course, there's always an injury report to talk about when it comes to the 49ers, unfortunately. Moving on to the winners and losers from this game against the Chargers. There are not a ton, but as for winners, I already talked about all three of these guys, and I'll start off with Talanoa Hafunga, who I just talked about. Obviously, Joukowskis are coming back, so Hafunga is probably going to be dropped down to playing with the twos now. Having said that, considering all the injuries, like I just mentioned in the secondary, and last week we talked about this too, Hafunga has had a really nice camp. He's had a really good preseason so far in two games, and the fact that he's able to climb his way up the depth chart to play with the ones, I think is a really big deal. So I consider him a winner, even with Joukowsky Tard coming back. We don't know what he's going to look like, and if it's gonna, it's going to take time for him to get back. A turf toe is not, that is not, you know, an injury that you could just come back and just play normally. I mean, it's a, it is a more serious injury than people think. So Joukowsky Tard is still a question mark. It's good to have him back, but Hafunga is there in case anything happens. And that's great because he's young and he's just getting started. Contavious Street's another guy who I think is a winner getting that sack late in the game. He was active on the D-line. Same with Samson Ebucom. I thought he was pretty solid. Armstead even got in there in the playing time that he got in that game as well. But Contavious Street, like I mentioned, by bringing in guys like Zacher, Arden Key, Mo Hurst, the defensive line, you know, there was a lot of competition there. And with Mo Hurst going down... Yeah, I think he's a loser in this situation because now you're opening up another spot for one of the other guys. Having said that, I think Mohurst will end up making the roster at some point. But Contavious Street, that's a big deal. It's, it's a crowded D-line room, and I think he's a winner for the way that he played. And last but not least, Trey Lance. This guy I said was more in the neutral category last week. And I said Jimmy Garoppolo was the, was the winner because Trey Lance had that nice bomb to Trent Sherfield, But other than that, he still looked kind of rusty. This week, Trey Lance is a winner for me, and that's because of the way, like I talked about early on in this episode, the way that he was able to get into things at some point. Because when Trey Lance does start, whenever that is, you're playing in the best division in all of football. There's going to be a lot of times where you're going to struggle. You're playing that you're you're going to have to go up to Seattle in that ruckus of an environment with the 12s and everything. And you're going to have to go in there and be ready and be prepared. And it's going to take some time. You're not going to go in there and go go first drive all the way. I mean, if he does, I mean, God bless the kid. But I'm just saying, it's a tough environment to play in. And you got to be able to get things going. But the fact that Trey Lance was able to come out, didn't look the greatest, but then get comfortable into things and then come back with two scores, 
that I think is a really big deal, and I'm and I'm happy that he was able to do that. And he looked comfortable as the game went on. But like I mentioned, when he starts, you're going up against the Seattle Seahawks, the Los Angeles Rams. You have to face Aaron Donald twice a year. You got to go to Arizona now. JJ Watts in our division. You got to play him twice a year. This is a loaded division that we all know about. So for Trey Lance, you know when he gets his opportunity to start, you are more than certain that you're going that you're going to face adversity and he is going to face adversity being in the NFC West and I feel like he faced somewhat in adversity in this preseason game and he overcame it obviously adversity in a preseason game is nowhere near as adversity of playing in the NFC West in the regular season possibly beyond but it's still something and I'll take that my last loser in this scenario are the wide receiver drops this was a loser for me last week, and, and it still seems that it's still a problem. Ayuk dropped one, Debo dropped one, Sanu dropped one, Richie James dropped one. These are all guys that have been on the team for a while now. And Sanu, I know he hasn't been a Niner for a long time, but he's been in the league for a long time. And I would say it's a little bit of a, it's a, little bit of a worry. And I know it's just preseason, but these are plays that you got to make as the number one guys. So I would definitely say the expectation is much higher there. And Debo and Ayuk, they got to get better at that. Because they are the team's wide receiver one and two. And they, they have to get better. Now when George Kittle's in there, you know, now you got three guys out there. But at the same time, Debo and Ayuk, they got to get a lot better. And they got to start making some plays. I know it's just preseason, but they got to make some plays. Moving on to... The last week of the preseason, as I mentioned earlier, the Niners will host the Raiders at Levi Stadium on Sunday. The big headline this week so far has been number one. Kyle Shanahan said that he wants to play majority of his starters, if not all of them, on Sunday and get them out. Secondly, he is not willing to announce a starting quarterback for week one against the, against the Detroit Lions, even though all training camp long has been... Jimmy Garoppolo's quarterback one, Jimmy Garoppolo's starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo's our guy, and blah, 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 blah. But now, all of a sudden, he's saying there's not a need to announce a starting quarterback. What good does that do? You know what I think this is? This is Kyle Shanahan saying, I don't give a darn about you and the media and whatever. Because you know what? Kyle Shanahan did the exact same thing back in April. He did the exact same thing. He's like, you guys want to think that I want to draft Mac Jones? I bet. You can go and think that I, that I want to take Mac Jones, and that's okay. I know who my guy is, but I don't got to tell you. And that's exactly what happened. And everyone was shocked when the Niners drafted Trey Lance at three. Now, he's saying the same thing. He's been saying Jimmy Garoppolo the whole time. And there's been a handful of people that are saying, Trey Lance is starting week one. Trey Lance could be starting week one. I really think Trey Lance is starting week one. What I've heard thus far is it seems like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start week one against Detroit. But Trey Lance is going to play. Trey Lance is going to play as much football as possible. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starting quarterback. It could possibly be a potential Drew Brees, Taysom Hill look offense. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I think it has, it has its pros and cons. My, the pros are Trey Lance, like we've talked about, is just an animal. The guy's a freak athlete, has a cannon of an arm, and the guy has incredible legs. The guy is so quick, so big, so physical. 
he could do so many great things, and we know that. But he's still young, which is why you don't want to hand him the keys to the car too early. Jimmy G, on the other hand, the veteran, the experienced, the poised guy, that's where you want Jimmy Garoppolo to be your starting quarterback, but you want to incorporate Trey Lance in there. This really depends how this goes. This will go two ways. If you mix and match too much, yes, it will screw up the consistency because at least in my opinion, I think it is better to have one quarterback be your guy so your team's on the same page, your offense is on the same page, and your quarterback is on the same page and he's able to get in rhythm. If you keep mixing and matching, take for literally a solid portion of this episode, I've been talking about how Trey Lance was able to overcome his adversity in the preseason game against the Chargers. You're not able to do that if you're constantly going Garoppolo first down, Lance second down. Garoppolo third down, and then Garoppolo again first down, and then Lance on third down. Like, in order for this to work, it's got to be situationally. It's got to be Garoppolo, 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 and then if there's like a third and two or a second and three, if it's a good situation, and I trust Kyle Shanahan, you know why I trust Kyle Shanahan? Because he's the best offensive mind in all of football. So whatever he chooses to do, I trust him. The only time I don't trust Kyle Shanahan is if we're in the Super Bowl. Hopefully that will change. I really hope that will change. The next time we're in the Super Bowl, we'll revisit this conversation because it's not a conversation for right now. But back to the big picture. I trust Kyle Shanahan and his vision. I do. And I think this can work. Because Trey Lance, the way that I see it this year, 2022 and beyond, I see Trey Lance as the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. For 2021... I see Jimmy Garoppolo as the bridge quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. But Trey Lance is not just going to sit there and learn. He is going to sit there and learn, but that's not all he's going to do. Trey Lance is going to come in. He's going to play some passing plays, some running plays, a lot of RPOs. And I think that that's what this offense needs. They need the stability and the poise of Jimmy Garoppolo, but then they need that that added weapon that defenses need to prep for in Trey Lance. That's the way that I see it personally. Some people may see this as a bad idea, and I don't know what Shanahan's thinking, but the way that I think about it is for the 2021 season, Trey Lance is just another weapon to this ridiculously stacked offense. I've said it I don't know how many times. We got the best left tackle in all of football in Trent Williams. We got one of the most experienced centers in all of football in Alex Mack. We got the best tight end in all of football. We got the best fullback in all of football. We got two young studs at wide receiver. And we got a pretty damn good quarterback when he's healthy. And you add Trey Lance, the number three overall pick in the NFL draft, to this offense? That's scary. And mind you, Kyle Shanahan's offense has had one of the best rushing attacks in all of football forever. So it doesn't matter who the hell we put back there. It's Mostert, Sermon, Gallman, Wilson, Hasty. I don't care. Whoever's back there, we could put a cat back there and they'll run for 200 yards. This offense is just loaded. 
and you add the different dimension. And I've said this before. Like, I, this is not the first time I'm saying this. You add Trey Lance, another weapon to this offense. That's scary. And now defenses have got to prep for two different styles. You got to prep for the for the pocket quarterback of Jimmy Garoppolo. Or you got to prep for the RPOs and the and the rushing attack of Trey Lance. You got to prep for both. It would give defensive coordinators fits. That is the way that I look at it. And again, this could go this co-quarterback thing could go two ways. It could be extremely successful and help the 49ers be the most unstoppable offense in all of football and we'll go all the way to the Super Bowl. Or it will blow up in our face and we lose in like the divisional rounds and we don't win the division and we go like 10 and 7 and it just it, it does not go as planned. It can go two ways. But I trust Kyle Shanahan. So to all the people that are kind of wondering and, and kind of sitting around thinking, well, who's going to start week one? I do believe it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. They've been saying it all along. I don't see why it's going to be any different. I know that Trey Lance has been balling in camp, and I know he's been balling in preseason. But you see the small things, and you also notice, and you got to remember, this kid is 20 years old. He is very young. And I truly believe you give this guy a year, give him a small package, let him come in and get some reps. But if you let him sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo for this year, Trey Lance is going to be ready to fly next year. That's my thing on Jimmy G and Trey Lance. I think Jimmy G is going to start week one, but I think Trey Lance is going to play. He's going to be a part of this offense. He's going to be a part of this team this year. He's just not going to be the starting quarterback, of course, unless something happens to Jimmy or if Jimmy struggles. And obviously there's a a thousand scenarios that, honest to God, by now we've probably been through all the different types of scenarios of where Trey Lance is going to become the starting quarterback of the 49ers in 2021. But I just think that this year is Garoppolo's year. This is his opportunity. His opportunity to put himself back in the conversation of being a starting quarterback in this league because Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback. So we'll see what happens there. We'll talk more about that, obviously, in the lead-up to Game 1 against Detroit. But looking ahead to preseason Week 3 against the Raiders, um, the the biggest thing here, really, there's two things. Obviously, this is weird because it's almost like this game is going to be a mix of the traditional third preseason game of being the dress rehearsal game but I also think this is going to be a aspect of because it's the final preseason game. Late in the second half, there should be an aspect of, well, this has got to be a game for guys to make a name for themselves. But I guess because the Niners or every team in the NFL, the rules are a little different this year where you cut down the roster little by little each week rather than have the full 90-man roster for four preseason games and then you cut everybody down to the 53 after preseason week four. So it's a little different this year. But I think there are two ways to look for. Obviously, you're looking at the guys, like I mentioned, the Jalen Hurds, um, the Jermichael Hasties, the the Wayne Galmans, the, the guys who are a little more down in the depth chart, trying to make a name for themselves one more time in a game. Obviously, there's that things you're looking forward to. But then the other thing here is Kyle Shanahan saying he's going to play all the starters. This is where I like it and I hate it at the same time. I like it because, yes, you got to have all your starters out there. Do I love the fact of having... 
I doubt Nick Bosa is going to play because he's rehabbing. But everyone else, like Fred Warner, George Kittle, Trent Williams, Kyle Juszczyk, I really don't see an objective of playing them at all. I would keep them all completely off limits, including Jimmy Garoppolo for that matter. I understand this is a little different because you got Trey Lance. And sure, if you want to call it a quarterback competition, I mean, I'm about it. I mean, I'm at the point where, again... I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the quarterback, the starting quarterback of this team this season. But sure, if you want to call it a quarterback competition, yeah, I, I do think there is a bit of a quarterback competition there because Trey Lance is playing very good football. So therefore, I would say that. So sure, you want to give Jimmy Garoppolo some reps just to, you know, make sure, you know, and, and give yourself one more look at both quarterbacks. Sure, go, up, go, go right ahead. But Trent Williams, even Debo Samuel, Kyle Juszczyk, George Kittle, I, I really don't see a reason for that. Fred Warner, Jimmy Ward even, Jason Verrett, I, I don't see a reason for them to play. This is a season where we have one extra regular season game and only still one bye week. I've talked about this before, why I don't like it, because this is a very injury-prone football team. And I do think it is slightly irresponsible, and I, I can't believe I'm even saying this, but it's slightly irresponsible for Kyle Shanahan to put his starters in a preseason game that is meaningless, if you wanted to do it, maybe do it last week against the Chargers. Right? Get them all in there and then rest them because we need our guys healthy. Even one rep is a risk in the preseason, and I don't like that. So that's the only thing is I don't think playing all the starters, I don't see what good that does in practice. If you If the reason is you want to see Trey Lance play with the ones in a game... I do think doing that in a joint practice like last week against the Chargers is the better option than a game. But then again, I guess if you're in training camp or a game, it's the same risk of possibly getting injured. So there is that too. But I, I don't like it. I'm not I'm not fond of it considering we play one extra regular season game this year. I do think it is not a great idea to trot our starters out in a meaningless preseason game. But having said that, it's Kyle Shanahan's decision ultimately and, you know, we get to see these guys in action before week one against Detroit. So we will see there. Other than that, I don't think there's a lot to look forward to. It'll be the homecoming for Solomon Thomas, his first game back home. Obviously, he signed with the Raiders. Arden Key will face his former team, the Raiders. So, I mean, I guess that would be the other things. Maurice Hurst obviously would have been playing his former team, but he is hurt and will not play. The last thing I think I guess we could say, but I guess because Aaron Banks is hurt and not going to play, Daniel Brunskill pretty much is going to be the starting right guard. Other than that, I don't think there's a lot to really say about this one. Week 3 of the preseason, Raiders-Niners, Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific at Levi Stadium. I mean, I guess we'll see the starters, and we'll find out who's the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers for the season in the next week or so. A lot of people are saying they want to see Trey Lance. I've given my, I've given my opinion on it. And we will see what happens. But I don't know. This will be an interesting lead up. I'm interested to see it. I like I love seeing Kyle Shanahan just finesse the media. It's just fun to watch. But we'll see what happens. That'll do it from this week's episode of the 49 Away Podcast. Enjoy the game on Sunday. The Battle of the Bay. It's back. Should be a lot of fun. And on next week's episode, we will recap week three of the preseason and look ahead to the 53-man roster reveal on next week's episode when Zach will return to the 49 Away podcast. So that'll do it. Don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more 49ers news and analysis.
Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the 49 Away Podcast. Keep it locked. We got a lot more content coming your way. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more 49ers news and analysis.